0: You know, this is the time where it's great to be in a community because then you guys can all, you know, value from being not just in relationship with each other, but possibly in in partnership in certain areas with each other. Welcome back, everyone, to Campfire Capitalism. I'm your host, Desmond Dixon, and today we have no Heather, but we do have an amazing guest, Mr. Tony Martinetti, and this guy is a trusted advisor. He's a coach. He's an experienced creator, author, podcast host, and speaker. He brings together over 25 years of business and management experience, formal training, and extreme curiosity to elevate leaders and equip them with the tools to navigate through change and unlock their true potential guys, potential big time before we, before becoming a founder and chief inspiration officer of inspired purpose coaching, he was a finance and strategy, a strategy executive with experience working with some of the world's leading life science companies along his journey. He also managed small businesses and ran a financial consulting company. Tony is the host of the Virtual Campfire Podcast, woo woo, and the author of "Climbing the Right Mountain: Navigating the Journey to an Inspired Life." Tony, man, welcome to the show.
1: I'm so thrilled. I love your energy, Desmond. This is awesome. I'm looking forward to uh, digging into our conversation.
0: Sweet man. Yeah, we're gonna just pump some oxygen into this campfire here and let's 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 chat, man. So yo, man, we got I love starting off with these episodes with like who the guest is. So Tony man, just kind of give us an idea of your journey. Yes, we got the the macro of it, but just talk to us about like your personal perspective of you know uh the journey for the last 25-30 years.
1: Yeah, I'll, I'll start with just this idea that like when I was a kid, I was an artist. And uh, you know, I thought that I was going to be doing art for the rest of my life. But then things change, and well-meaning adults come in and tell you, "Oh, you're going to find something more lucrative. That something's going to give you a, you know, a life that you can, you know, be able to afford to live. Uh, don't want to be the starving artist, if you know what I mean." And I decided to go to the path of becoming a doctor. So a pre-med major. And then eventually switched my gears into going into business. Um, So I've touched everything from arts to the sciences to business. And I eventually got myself into the world of working in biotech from the business perspective. really successful career, Uh, really honored to work in that field, helping um, to enable the science um, for some rare diseases and oncology and many different disease areas. And I really felt like, you know, gifted to do that work. But people used to always say to me, oh, you're not the typical finance person, or you're not the typical this. And I'm like, well, yeah. Okay. Well, that's, that's fine. But this is what I do. This is what I'm, I'm going to keep on working really hard at what I do. Uh, until I got to this place where I said, I'm going to start listening to what people say and maybe I'll explore what it is that I'm doing that is not really showing up, you know, for real, like what I need to be showing up for real. And so I decided to shift gears and connect with who I really am, my true calling. And that's where my creative side started showing back up. I decided to become a coach and I left the corporate world to explore this passion. Now, this is not for everybody. Not everyone needs to jump off the career ladder and and start their own endeavor, but it was for me. And I decided that that's the path I would follow. And that's what got me into the world of being an advisor, coach, um, writer. You know, I do a lot of different things and it really has unlocked who I am as a professional to help leaders. To become who they really need to be in the world,
0: man, that's incredible. Well, one thing I, I noticed with you know interviewing all these different like entrepreneurs and creators and investors is there's like this pattern of willing to pivot and shift, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And like having the courage to do it. So, mm-hmm. like, talk to me about um, you know some support systems. Like, you know, when you started your entrepreneur journey, like. Talk to me yeah. a little bit about like your, your, your network and, and like that transition process. Talk to me about that.
1: Yeah. I love that because this question is interesting. At first, um, you have your own personal challenges to overcome because you, you know, you struggle with like, uh, how do I tell people who I am now? Like, how do I pivot into a new world where I'm not known as a coach or an advisor, a leadership advisor? Um, you know what? Before people knew me as this finance person, and how do I rely on that that network of people who knew me before? And how do I change my stripes, if you will? Um, so there's a lot of personal struggles, the confidence that needs to be built, and one conversation at a time, slowly but surely, you start to talk to your network, and they start to see, oh yeah, this makes absolute sense. This is who you are, um, and those. That network that knew me before started to see me in a new way, in a new light, and realize that this transformation I'm going through was what I needed to do to become fully me (laughs) 2.0. And uh yeah, and I think I love the fact that you you really keen in on this this network effect because it truly is not a one-person journey, everything takes um, it takes a community, a village to really ensure that you're on this path of creating anything big in the world. Um, don't man. go it alone,
0: man. So like, okay, so let's unpack this a little bit. So t- talk to me about, because, okay, so let's go here because the network effects and the community in this village, it takes a village to raise, you know, raise a kid and yeah. your business is yeah. a kid, right? Like you, you need all of this support, So talk to me about like creating like better connections, right? Like going deeper into your connections and like how that served you in your business.
1: Yeah. So, um, what at first, and I'll, I'll, share a quote. This is a quote that I absolutely love sharing because when you first start a business, the first thing you think is that like, if I, if I don't, um, if I'm in competition with other people, then what happens is, uh, you know, I can't share my, my secrets. Right. But what I realize is that um, that amateurs compete and professionals create. So that quote really has driven me um, throughout the early days and still drives me today. And the reality is that like if I close myself off to other people, to other coaches, other you know people in the world, then what happens is I would try and compete against them and be in a scarcity mode of like if I win, they have to lose. But instead, what I did is I started to embrace this idea that like, well, I can learn from them and it's, I can learn what works for them. They can help me to expand the pie and we can look at ways to work together, to collaborate, to create a bigger pie. And that's what was a game changer for me. I learned along the way that the more I got to know other people in my space and in the community at large, I was able to expand um, who I was. Um, and that connection was huge. Makes sense.
0: Yeah. I think that landed because like when you're, when you try to be the lone wolf, it really puts you in a really interesting situation because, you know, a wolf pack definitely will be more sustainable, especially when winter hits, right. When things are not go like, you know, the current economic environment we're in where, you know, the economy is contracting, people aren't spending as much money, right. There's a lot more fear. You know, this is the time where it's great to be in a community because then you guys can all, you know, value from being not just in relationship with each other, but possibly in, in partnership in certain areas with each other. And then you could be a, a tool for them when they know someone that's going through something because entrepreneurs are just really problem solvers. And so if you have a certain tool, you can just be that tool on their belt right? to help. Oh man, it's huge, man. It's huge. So, talk to me a little bit about you know really what you're doing specifically on the, on the advising and the coaching side. So, like you know, what's what what's what's your tool so I can add it to my belt?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, there's many different types of tools that I work with, but um, the, I would say I would start by just speaking to the types of people I work with most of all. I work with mostly accomplished leaders, people who have gotten to this place in their career and they feel like, gosh, like. I don't, I'm, I need more fulfillment or something else in my life. They're kind of asking the question of like, now what, like what happens now at, that I've gotten to this place that maybe I've plateaued or feeling like, um, I should be feeling super successful, but I don't feel that. Um, and so I usually help them thinking differently. Um, and like one of the exercises I'll share right here, which is, um, I, I call it expand your vision and narrow your focus. And so I get people to, you know, step away from the wall that they're facing, the the thing that is really, you know, the pattern they're stuck in, and I get them to step away and look at new possibilities, you know, to look around and see what they're missing. Um, Once they see new possibilities, that's great. But the problem is it can feel almost disabling when you have too many possibilities. So the next step is really to narrow your focus saying, what's the next thing I'm going to focus on? Um, So important to have knowledge, but knowledge without action becomes meaningless, right? So uh, I, I get them to focus and saying, what's the next step you're willing to take? And how will you get rid of all the other things that distract you from doing that next thing? Even if it's the wrong thing, like ultimately, what will it be that will be the focus of your next experiment that will allow you to understand, is this the next thing in my path? Um, and what will I learn? And then how can I take the next step from that? So that's just one example of of the type of work that I do, But there's a myriad of different ways that I show up in different modalities I work with.
0: Got it, got it. so this is this is interesting. Um, so essentially, like you're working with um, like that next plateau, like someone's obviously on the plateau, they're a high level like executive and visionary, yeah. and it's just really taking them to the next level man, it's just crazy how, you know, when we get stuck sometimes, right. Like, and doing nothing sometimes hard, like to think and, and recalibrate and then have the courage to then pivot and, and try something new that's outside of your, your comfort zone. So what's some like common things that you see some common, you know, problem, I wouldn't say same problems, but obstacles or, um, you know, things that come up that, you know, you see from these like high level executives or visionaries.
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the most common ones I would say is that there's this sunk cost element where, you know, people have invested a lot of their time and efforts into a particular company or into a particular career, and they say to themselves like, you know, I, I don't this isn't lighting me up any longer, and I don't know if it's like, um, you know, I I think my interest lies someplace else, but I can't do a, anything about that and I say can't well, that's a strong word you know maybe maybe not maybe theres something you can do maybe there's elements of taking the skills that you've learned and using them in different ways so that you can use them as foundations in another field um, you just have to be able to what I call you know collect the dots you've collected the dots through your career but then you connect the dots to something else um, by seeing how does this scale these, Things that I've accumulated in my career, how could they be applied someplace else? And how would they be of value in maybe another industry, another arena than what I'm currently in? Um, and sometimes it's just purely just getting reinvigorated or reset in the way of looking at your current role and saying, yeah, I think I just lost, I just lost sight of what was important to me in this role? Why did I get into this field? Let's say the field of finance, you know, was it, you know, the numbers, was it the analytics? And I just kind of lost sight of that. Mm. that.
0: Yeah. 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 That lands big time. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, that lands. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit about your pod, man. So talk to us a little about your pod and like, what's the vision and the purpose for that? And um, Yeah. yeah, let's go from there
1: cool yeah i uh the podcast which is interesting because i if i think about it like three four years ago <laughs> i wouldn't even have you know really ever considered having a podcast but it came out of nowhere it was almost like a, a flash in the night and it's something that was saying like you need to, to do this um and the whole idea behind the podcast is it's called the virtual campfire as you said before and um i love the idea about being around a campfire there's something about it that's Stories being shared, intimate stories, and people really having that sense of, you know, of being able to, you know, share their journeys through what I call uh, flashpoints. And that's what, you know, the whole concept of um, the, the show is. It's people sharing their transformation, their journeys to getting to where they are. You know, they don't just show up doing amazing things in the world. There's been a journey getting them there. And what I try to do is uncover their story through these flashpoints, these moments that have ignited their gifts into the world. And it's been really beautiful in the sense that I've had, you know, business leaders, coaches, thought leaders, authors, um, a lot of just really amazing people who have come on and shared insights. Um, And then, you know, what it is that's really that they've learned about themselves that can be powerful for other people to hear, because that's what this is for. It's not just about, Hey, you know, self-indulging them into their stories, but it's about helping others who may be feeling like, yeah, I think I'm in that place. I'm stuck. I need to hear that so that I can move forward in my life. So.
0: I love talking to other podcasters. So this is super interesting. So like, have you found, You know, starting a podcast has like unraveled some other, like highlighted some other amazing things outside of like providing value to the audience. Like, has other things came up that were, you know, unpredictable that, you know, that came out of it?
1: Well, of course. You know, it's what's amazing is that, first of all, we talked earlier about connections and networks. I mean, I've, I've, been able to build relationships of uh, some of the people who've been on my podcast have been clients and some of them have, you know, been collaborators and, you know, now some of them are lifelong friends now. Um, so it's been beautiful. What's, what's transpired, uh, from that, but it's also just the learning that has come from it. Um, I've learned so much, Um, from having these people on that I feel like almost selfish (laughs) because (laughs) it's, it's a gift for everyone else, but it's all, it's truly a gift for me um, to be able to have, you know, these conversations and see what really uh, um, comes up through it.
0: Don't you feel like a bunch of like an abundance in the podcasting space? Yeah. I'm I'm bringing this up for the audience because it, like yes, we have so much fun here on the pod, and we love just giving value. But there's so much amazing things that happen behind the scenes where you know people are introducing each other and you know prepping, and then after the show, I mean, there's just so much fun in this space that it's honestly addicting, man. Like I, <laughs> I thought about starting at a second one just because I'm like oh, I want to maybe talk about this, and I'm like no no no, no. I need to like you said, I need to narrow my focus, widening my vision, right? Like so yeah. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 running with that one. I'm running with yeah. that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So this 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 is some good stuff, man. So man, you you're such an interesting guy because you know, like you said you came from the life sciences. You then moved into, you know, the business side and the corporate side. And then you kind of it sounds like you went into the like the financing a little bit. So like talk to me a little yeah. bit about um like some some lessons in business cuz this is an entrepreneur heavy podcast, right? <laughs> we love yeah. sales, we love marketing. Like, you know, just share with us some some insights from from a high-level as a high-level business guy. Um, you know some business lessons that you've learned
1: on your well, journey, absolutely. Uh, and one of the things that you know I've always found really interesting because because of, of my finance background is is we're always about taking measured risks. I mean, you you don't want to be holding yourself back from from doing things that are potentially going to change the change the d- dynamics of your business, but it's about doing it in a way that allows you to say, if I take this risk, what what am I putting at stake? Um, is this something that is, is a worthy risk or is it something that's going to put me in a place where I potentially could be, you know, jeopardizing my future and the people who work for me. So, you know, I I call it measured risk because it's like, you're really thinking it through, but it doesn't paralyze you in the sense that you're, you know, you're not making any moves, you're making moves, but they're all thought through. Um, and that's in the face of uncertainty. So I think that's one thing that I always think about. And the second thing is making sure that you think people first, like the people you have on board, you know, you want to make sure that you're bringing on board people who are not just great technically, but that have the right attitude. Um, The people who are going to be there when the chips fall down, because they constantly do. And you want to make sure you have people who got your back uh, during those periods that are challenging. And they compliment you, not compliment you in the, oh, you're so nice, but like really compliment your skills and could also challenge you. Because I think the key thing with teams, especially small teams, is you want healthy debate. So um, a lot of the work I've done is around teams. I'm always talking about, you want like um, some good friction on the team, but healthy friction which is how innovation happens. When two people come together and they constantly agree then nothing great happens. But if you have two people come together and they respectfully challenge each other and sometimes disagree and say, we should do this. No, we should do that. And then you eventually find a way that you get the better idea out of the two of you. That's even better,
0: man. Um, That's, that's deep. That's deep. I don't know if you got more, but that, that was that man, that's deep, like healthy, man, because then you're like actually, uh, vetting and going deeper into, uh, before you make a decision. Right. And I guess that kind of yeah. parlays into the risk management part, because now you're taking risks that are actually thought out. And then also the team gets bought in on it. So everyone's voice is heard. Exactly. Oh man. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, that's really important in terms of culture. So, um, Man, that was that was really good, man. So the team aspect, and then like parlaying bricks on the on the on the finance side, because obviously cash flow and working capital is probably the biggest <laughs> the biggest thing in the business, right? It's like do you have enough money in the bank to play, your, pay your vendors, to pay your people, right? Doesn't matter how big the deals are, it's about the yeah flow. Um, so it's fascinating, man. So um, let's talk about this. So let's say a certain business reaches a certain height, right? They're you know they're absolutely crushing it. They're doing like eight or nine figures in revenue. They have a a, a stable, um, you know, a stable, stable employees. They got stable, you know, stable growth. Um, you know, what, let's just say like the executive team or the founder of the visionary is hitting to a certain point where they're not as motivated, like you said, they're not as like motivated, but like they felt like, but you know, they're, they're thinking about exiting or, you know, what's next. I mean, what's some advice to like, you know, reorient a, like a high level team of executives to like, keep pushing the envelope, not getting complacent. Right. Cause I think that's probably a little bit of common, right. Getting complacent. Um, yeah. So what's your advice there? Like to actually like push to, you know, continue to grow or redefine the vision or like, have you worked with any agencies or not agencies, but any, any companies where, you know, they need to redo their vision a little bit to go bigger because they've had so much massive success. Like, have you mm-hmm. been in those kind of situations?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And there's two things that came to mind when you were describing this. The first one uh, is not really answering your question, but I'll, I'll say it anyways, is we have to, you have to check in with yourself from time to time and say, am I the right person to take this to the next level? Um, because oftentimes, especially with founders... There's this ego that goes along with it, which is say, this is my baby, um, and I started this, and I'm the one who should be continuing to lead this. But sometimes you may not be the right person to lead this going forward. So being able to question, am I the right person to take this to the next level? That's the one thing that I always think about first is to confirm, am I the right person? Do I have the right skills? And do I have the right energy to move this forward? That's the first thing. The second thing is... Always be ready for to disrupt disrupting your business and being the one who disrupts it is the most powerful way to think about your business is like, what are we doing right now that we could be doing differently? How can we embrace constraints and the different levers that potentially a business could utilize to actually catapult it to the next, the next lever? And that also gives the team some creative challenges to think differently, um, which I, if I were to kind of like put one theme through all of this, it's how can I challenge my thinking? how can I challenge my thinking so that I'm not being so rigid in the way I think because oftentimes you know we think, well, this has worked, so it should it should continue to work well that's not true sometimes it worked, but at some point the external environment's changing and you have to continue to evolve your thinking and be okay with being wrong and, and let in new thinking. And that's where you know you continue to move to that next level of your business and your own personal evolution as well.
0: Boom. You hit it at the nail on the head. It's like that complacency, like everyone's just yeah. coming in, checking boxes. I love that. I love the, you have to disrupt your company because if you don't, then someone might come in and external force might come and disrupt you. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's super fascinating, especially with like, um, like an example, like, I guess like Facebook and TikTok, right? Like TikTok's coming in and put a ton of business pressure and forcing them to, you know, really change the way they do business. Right. And I think they're going to eventually, you know, hit the nail on the head because they always do it time and time yeah. again. I'm pretty impressed with those guys. Um, so this was fun, man. So, um, how can people find you? Um, like what's the best, like, do you have, uh, before we do that, like, do you have anything that you can, uh, anything else that you can leave behind, um, sure. you know, that the, so that the, uh, the audience can maybe continue to follow you.
1: Absolutely. So I'll start with, um, the best place to find me is my website, inspired purpose, And if you go there, there's a, um, a leadership assessment tool that I set up and it's kind of fun because you go in there and it allows you to kind of find out like, where am I now in my journey? Um, as a leader, you know, and where the things that potentially gaps from between where I am now and where I want to go. Um in, in a mirror in a bunch of different areas of your life um as a leader. And Um, I use this with my clients and I I do it as a starting point. And then I also use it as a a check-in point later in life. Um, and the um, Sorry, later in our journey together (laughs) to see how things are coming along. Um, So it's a great tool and it's a great place to start. And then the other place that you can find me is on LinkedIn. That's one of the other social media places I hang out most. So you can find me there.
0: Sick. And we're going to actually put that calculator in the show notes. So definitely go check that out. If you're driving, cool. <laughs> check it out later, Take yes. a mental fault, but um, check it out. Um, Tony, man, this was great. I love your energy. Um, we're really grateful to have another <laughs> campfire on the campfire. <laughs> this is great. Big it. fire. Um, but yeah, thanks
1: for coming to show, man. Thank you so much. It was a lot of fun. Awesome. Awesome.
0: So guys, thank you. You made it to the end. You gave us your most precious resource on the planet, which is your time. Definitely uh, feel free to check out the show notes and uh, check out the calculator, right? You have nothing to lose. Go do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we'll see you at the next campfire. Bye.